This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, star seeds, light workers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the 1111 podcast. So glad to have you here today. Let's all join by starting with a deep breath in and a deep breath out. How is the vibe out there, guys? I want to start off by saying happy Mother's Day to all identifying mothers. So happy day to all identifying mothers out there. And if today happens to be a very challenging day for variety of reasons um i would encourage you to check out the previous episode titled mothers uh you can listen to that that came out on a mother's day a few years back check that out and then i'd also recommend checking out the um episode titled unconditional love and i'd recommend those so this is a well-timed message to be brought down (laughs) from the divine to this plane to this earth and as always if you have topic requests please send those into my inbox you can find me on social media at agent k21 podcast on instagram and on twitter you can find me at agent k21 Um, feel free to reach out let me know what you want to hear additionally if you want to be a feature a co-host a collaborator in some shape or form please reach out as i am continuing to build my empire from the ground up and maybe you want to be a part of that so i am part of the new wave of holistic healing so if you are in need of counseling services or maybe you've tried therapy in the past and you just feel like it wasn't the right vibe wasn't the right match for you um definitely taking a unconventional approach to counseling that integrates spirituality and wellness of all kinds so if you are a healer of any sort or if you are um, anyone that wants to collaborate in this business this brand that I'm building up uh, reach out and you know no worries if not it's all good but we do work better together so if you feel that you want to give back in some way shape or form you can do that as well uh, I love reading you guys' reviews. You can leave a review if you want to give back in that way. Additionally, uh, donations are always appreciated. So feel free to donate to the channel. Um, if you're into music or you want to learn how to play music, tap into your own frequency. I do provide music lessons. And you can look into all that in the description below. And uh, again, I want to thank you all in advance for subscribing to the YouTube page. I'm posting videos Uh, to former episodes and catching up to the current episodes where you will be able to see a visual representation. So uh, all those services are provided. uh, And, you know, during this time right now, we are in eclipse season. And what that basically means is some things that may be hidden may be coming to the forefront or maybe some shadow work may be a great time to pursue that during this time. So with that, dreams may be a little bit haphazard at times or just a little confusing or maybe you're just kind of overwhelmed with some of the messages you're getting and the downloads and you just want a safe place to process all of that information. I do provide dream interpretations. You can reach out for more information on that. Uh, All of that stuff is available for you guys. So 
take advantage if you will. All good either way. You're more than welcome to just stay in vibe or stay and join <laughs> the chat. So yeah, definitely it's been a week of deep diving into shadow and into light, into everything. And so I uh, appreciate you guys with your patience as I'm processing and integrating and downloading and channeling and not necessarily channeling, but more so receiving these messages and doing my best to integrate them and, and learn and grow and everything else in between. So um, if times seem a little intense or there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, fret not, it's all going to be okay. And with that, we have a lot of current world events that are shaking up the karmic grid, if you will, shaking up that fear-based energy that we all are programmed to have. And so um, if you are aware of things that are currently happening in our world right now, this is definitely a time to really honor the divine within us and the divine within others. So I want to really discuss what that divine energy is because we all have it. And right now there is a uh, abuse of power against the divine feminine energy right now. So all I want to say in regards to all of the stuff going on right now, I don't want to give anything too much energy, but what I will say is woe unto thee who try to suppress, who try to control, and who try to take away people's free will. That's all I'm going to say because I don't need to say anything else about that. Um, people are trying to encourage things that are going against free will, which is a direct violation of against universal laws. So therefore, if you live under the law, you will also be subjugated to the law the universal karmic laws that govern this universe. So I just want to say, make sure you guys um, stay aware, but not consumed with stuff going on right now, because where our energy is, it's better to focus on love and to focus on light than to give any of this cowardness, any type of energy or entertainment. So if you feel anger, channel that into creativity. If you feel scared, channel that into courage, you know, and we are not powerless. We have power and it's the power to heal ourselves and to help others on this journey. It's the power to speak truth against all the lies and all the BS. It's the power to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. So I encourage you all to um, hold on to what you know to be loving, what you know to be pure and focus your energy on that because we are bringing in a new earth with or without other people. It's happening. It's literally happening. And that's where our focus and attention is best utilized, you know, because all of these distractions try to get us to put our energy into negative situations to manifest all of these other agendas. The only agenda is love. That's it. So learning to love yourself more so that you can love others, learning to be at peace with yourself so you can be at peace with the world. So um, I encourage you all to vote. I encourage you all to utilize your powers. And this is not about politics. So I could care less what you do or believe in or don't believe in or don't do. But I would encourage you to um, utilize the human 
rights that we have, you know, because all of the stuff that's happening is out of fear. It's out of control. It's out of not the energy of love. I'll put it that way. And so when people try to make decisions out of fear-based energy, it can be skewed. It, it can not yield good results. So make sure that you, we all tap into love and to the highest form of it because there's a lot of uh, power that's coming through right now. And so this particular time, I want to really talk about the divine feminine energy. And I did an episode previously titled The Divine Masculine. So if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to listen to that because they go hand in hand. If uh, you're listening to this, be mindful that we all have masculine and feminine energy, regardless of our biological gender, regardless of our identifying gender, we have masculine and feminine energies within us. And I really want to talk about this because there's so much. I might have to break this up in two parts because there's so much information. There's so much that I feel and sense and I've been receiving from what's actually happening right now. And so how can we tap into that divine feminine energy? What does it even mean? So for purposes to keep this simplified and unified, I'm going to be using interchangeable words such as she and her pronouns such as women are feminine energy are females perhaps i might use any of those words interchangeably additionally i want to discuss uh, the difference of divine femininity and toxic femininity uh, however i am going to potentially interchangeably use words for toxic femininity because the reality is none of us are truly toxic. Most of us are hurt. Most of us are traumatized. And therefore, as the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. So if anyone's being toxic to you, it's because they've been abused themselves. They've been traumatized. They've been hurt themselves. And that's why people hurt other people. It's because it's a, it's a toxic cycle that happens. And so I really want to focus on how to break out of that cycle and how to... Um, anchor in these new these new realities that we are venturing into because it starts within everything starts within and so regardless if you are born biologically male or female is irrelevant um, this message is for the collective and this message is very important for those who are born biologically male because what happens sometimes is we get caught up on, oh, that's for the divine masculine, or oh, that's for the divine feminine, and I'm this gender, so therefore I don't need to listen. Oh, but you do. <laughs> but you do, because it's all connected, and we are all connected. And when we lose that sense of connection to each other, that's when we can allow hurtful things to happen to one another, because we don't realize we're hurting ourselves in the long run. So I'm going to be using those pronouns interchangeably, and for the divine feminine, I'll talk more about those characteristics and everything like that. And for the toxic feminine, I will probably not utilize that word toxic so much because we're all capable of being toxic. And we have been at some point or another and probably currently are at one point or another. So we all are growing and learning at each beautiful rate that we're at. So whatever is said in this is not to... Um, 
shame anybody for where they are or where they're not. This is to remind you that you are loved and accepted just as you are, right where you are. And the way to reprogram and uninstall this falsity that we've been given is through awareness and through self-love. And sometimes we will see things that we don't want to see about ourselves or learn things that we don't want to learn or realize we've done things that we didn't mean to do. And the only way to move forward is through accountability for those things and, and learning better. So this is not to say these things to get everyone feeling shame or guilt, but it's more to say, what have we learned? Where are we growing and what can we do better? You know, so just take the lesson and run with it. And so uh, I will be using words interchangeably like wounded feminine energy, because that's what it really is, is wounded feminine becomes toxic feminine energy. Uh, wounded feminine energy or shadow feminine energy or even the dark side of the feminine energy, you know. And uh, we recently just had May 4th, so may the 4th be with us all, okay? And, um, you know, I uh, I guess since I'm already talking about it, I'll finish say it. I, you know, was never really a big Star Wars fan because the hype was just too much you know what they say it ain't tricking if you got it I guess that's what that means so I'm like you know everyone's hype about Star Wars I was like I can't really watch that right now if everyone's hype about it I'll go read a book or something Uh, and so I watched Star Wars maybe a few years ago like just all of them and I want to touch on that in a few moments about some of the characters there because I feel there's a really good representation of what divine feminine energy looks like through the Star Wars series. So it's very interesting, whoops, very interesting timing of uh, everything that's happening right now. And, you know, even this coincide, I did not intend to release this uh, recording on Mother's Day, but here we are. So Regardless if you are biologically female or not, we are all creators. We are all birthing new things into this reality. So if you have any issues with hearing words that are triggering for you, please just uh, reframe it in your mind as we go. Because um, one thing I've never liked this is my my two minute my two cents real quick (laughs) one thing that used to bother me so much growing up is that oftentimes women are programmed to be okay with using words interchangeably so for example I feel like this has happened at some point I can't really pinpoint when it happened but I feel it has say for example you go to a job interview and the whole passage of your job description (laughs) is written but it's written in a way that you can tell it's for the opposite gender and we're always just kind of conditioned to be okay with that there's there's a song that I heard I don't remember what song it was it was a gospel song and oh um I'm hearing it I'm hearing it wait what was it (laughs) what was it uh there's this gospel song I heard, and I think it's by uh, somebody, I don't know. But one thing that was said in this song was, uh, the song is about finding the king within yourself. 
and you know the person who's singing it says that's for the women too y'all are kings too and I thought wait a minute wait one mother what no what are you talking about now I'm not offended by that but the point is if this was a if this was a woman singing this song and say y'all y'all guys are y'all queens too ain't no way ain't no way nobody would sit with that but women have been programmed to be okay with being called things that are not okay or to just go along with things to just give into that and another thing <laughs> this is my second scent now another thing that used to bother me is like say you have a group right you have a group meeting and it's supposed to be women only it's rarely ever the case that groups or settings are just for women because why women have their children they have their little sons with them or they have you know their husbands picking them up or whatever the case is when when I was younger they used to bother me so much like I thought this was just supposed to be for women why, why what are all these other people doing here but you rarely ever see that when there's a men only group or a gentleman's club or what have you you're not gonna see little daughters around you're not gonna see their wives picking them up or waiting outside for them and I always used to be so bothered. Why is this double standard here? Why is there this lack of respect? So before we can move forward, we must take a look back to see how did we get here and why have we been this way? So I have a few things that I have listed that I wanna make sure I touch on for this. Because before we can know where we're going, we have to see where we've been. So we have to start with creation. Now, again, this is not about religious beliefs or political or yada, yada, whatever. I don't care. Okay, this is about one standpoint. So whether you believe in this creation story or not, I'm going with it. <laughs> you know, I'm going with it because I think it gives um, perspective in a lot of, not even just perspective, but it shows how things have been so broken for so long, in my opinion. So when we think about the creation story that is indicated through sacred texts, we start out with a creator creating a universe and all living things in it, including humans. And voila, here we are. And so the creator, if you're not familiar with the creation story, the creator created humans in their image, men and women in this image. And uh, <clears throat> I'd also recommend checking out the episode titled The Fall. I just remembered that. The Fall, if you want to know more about this creation story. So the creator creates two individuals. Starts off with one. And we'll call that individual Adam. And then brings another individual. And we'll call that individual Eve. Now, this is the part that is rarely discussed in groups of anybody that I know. <laughs> and this was a download I got a long time ago. And just wanna share it with you all. So when you look at the creation story, the creator started out by creating Adam, then creating Eve from Adam accordingly. Now, in this storyline, the creator says, you can have anything you want except for from this forbidden tree. The creator told Adam, the first person he created, he told Adam this commandment, 
that you can't have anything from this tree. So then, here comes along second person created, which is Eve, quote unquote. Eve comes along and is like, hey, Adam, guess what? I got some forbidden fruit. Now, what's not mentioned in the story, Adam doesn't warn Eve and say, hey, we're actually not supposed to take from that tree. Now, maybe he did. It's been a while since I read it. Let's give more credit. Maybe he did. Sure. Okay. But Eve, quote unquote, was seduced or tempted by a quote unquote serpent, right? The serpent convinced Eve to take the fruit. She took the fruit. She brought it to her husband. She brought it to Adam. Now, Adam did not say anything about, hey, we're not really supposed to be having this. He didn't say that. No. What did Adam do? He took the fruit too. Okay. Now, we know that much. But what's rarely ever discussed is if Eve took the forbidden fruit first, quote unquote, as we, we've been led to believe, Eve took the forbidden fruit first before Adam did. Wouldn't her eyes have been open to the reality that they were naked right at the very instant that she took the fruit? She would have been like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Where are my clothes? But no, <laughs> she didn't. She goes and brings it to Adam. And it's only until Adam has some of the quote unquote forbidden fruit that they go, oh snap, where are our clothes? What are we doing here? And uh, this is where I feel this is the starting point of everything that has tried to control, diminish, suppress the divine feminine energy. See, Eve went into the unknown. She went into the mystery because women naturally have that mystery element, right? We naturally are a portal to the other world. And that is something that cannot be controlled, which is why there's so much energy trying to attempt to, because that's something that you can never control. And that makes people feel very unsafe if they don't have control. But the reality is we live in duality. So we have to surrender that control as well. So <clears throat> the creator comes back and says, wait a minute, why did y'all run and hide? What did y'all do? And instantly, Adam, the man, blames Eve, the woman, says, the woman you brought to me gave me this forbidden fruit, and now we know the truth. And so, you know, my friends, uh, sorry, just this just beamed right down to me for a second. I don't recall which episode they did. I might have to reach out to them and see if I can add their plug into this uh, segment here. All right, like a in the bio so that you guys can check it out but my soul tribe in london you guys heard them on the law of attraction uh 101 you guys heard them on that episode well they did something similar to this where they broke this down in one of their podcast episodes i don't recall which one i have to reach out to them shout out to, to the uk um but continuing with this adam blames eve for giving him the fruit Adam didn't show any self-control to say, no, I'm good. You have that fruit, but I know better. I've been told to not have that, so I'm good. But you enjoy. Tell me how it is. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Instead, he had some, 
and then blamed the per- blamed the gift that was given to him for this uh, for this happening, <laughs> and um, you know, and then from there they're both cursed and et cetera, et cetera. But what's left out is the fact that when we're afraid, we do things, we lash out, we might lie, we might blame, etc. But the reality is that the only one to blame in that whole story, unfortunately, was Adam. Now, it comes from a lack of self-love as I see it. It all goes back to self-love. But it, it really comes from not honoring the divine feminine within oneself. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. So why do I bring all of this up? Why do I bring up this creation story? Because for centuries, for centuries, this wounding of being blamed, of being controlled, has caused a lot of toxic, wounded feminine energy within both men and women. And it plays out in everyday life. So right now, most most of the time, women have been under such subjugation that they are blamed even just for being women. They're blamed just for being born. You know, in China, we have people who are beheaded just for being women because it's not seen as a valuable asset in certain cultures to be born female. So if you're born female, if there's too many females, we got to get rid of some of y'all. And that causes a deep um, pain. And when there's that much pain out of being powerless and out of not having a voice, there's a natural imbalance that occurs. And so it's rarely discussed the fact that the only person who had that commandment, quote unquote, was Adam, which was the masculine. But from there, took the blame and placed it somewhere else. And so another part of the creation story that is not discussed is a woman by the name of Lilith. Now, maybe you know Lilith. Maybe you've heard of the story of Lilith before. Maybe you're an astrologer and you're aware of your Lilith placements, you know, whatever the case is. But history, unfortunately, is written by the winners. So any story that doesn't fit into the propaganda can be erased, can be left out, can be changed, can be altered, etc. So Lilith was actually Adam's first wife. But the thing about Lilith was she was independent. She was strong. She knew herself. She showed no, no uh, codependency, right? She was so strong. Had to get rid of that character. Now, I would encourage you. I'm just going to drop a little sample into the ocean. I'd encourage you to look up Lilith if you want to hear more about this. And additionally, I would encourage you, if you are into astrology, which I encourage people to be, is to look up your birth chart. And look up what your Lilith shadow side is, what your Lilith sign is in, because that will reveal to you your shadow side. Because Lilith has been cast into the shadows just for existing. So she's been cast into the shadows. Her story has been removed, expunged, just deleted, attempted to be deleted, excuse me. 
<laughs> and so, um, so for example, my Lilith side, my Lilith sign is in Virgo, meaning that a part of my shadow side is perfectionist. So I can struggle with perfectionism. And a side effect or another shadow to perfectionist is procrastination. And another shadow side of procrastination is self-sabotage. So when you start deep diving into your shadow side, into your wounded side, you start uncovering more layers and starting to see where did these traits come from? How do I act this way? Where did it stem from? And start understanding oneself. So when we take that storyline from the creation story and we move that through the history of time, we now have a divine feminine that is now wounded because she has been betrayed, she has been blamed for something she was not even fully aware of, right? And now she has been cursed alongside this whole storyline. She's now been cursed as well. And so that is what set off an imbalance because there was always this seeking outside of self. Even the creation story starts with that, that, oh, poor Adam couldn't be left alone. Let's make someone for him. The thing is, this is another probably tangent of mine, but what bothers me is that there's always this assumption that men cannot be left alone but yet they're supposed to, supposedly stronger and wiser and more prosperous and etc. But they can't be left alone. But women, on the other hand, are single mothers, are abandoned, <laughs> are not protected, are literally left alone all the time. And they're considered weak. And anything related to femininity is considered weak and considered... Uh, submissive and poor, poor, woe is me and victim minded. So before I even get into that, um, I'm going to share some of the divine feminine traits and some of the dark feminine traits. Um, let me see, do I really want to go there? I'll start with the wounded divine feminine traits there. So now we have this wounded feminine energy and we also have this wounded masculine energy now because Adam's feeling pretty guilty I imagine he's feeling like dang like (laughs) did I just let that happen what I don't know how that man feeling but let's hope let's hope he's feeling some kind of way so we have the wounded divine feminine energy which can be represented as depressive dwells in emotions insecure obsessive materialistic plays the victim role she's needy clingy codependent, delusional, disconnected from reality, escapist, manipulative, opportunistic, overly passive, perfectionist, ding, 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 holds grudges and can be jealous. Those are some of the wounded divine feminine traits. Now, I'm going to try to focus just on the divine or the, the feminine energy because there's also a wounded divine masculine energy here on this particular slide, but I'll have that posted at some point. But um, what I love about this image is that our feminine and masculine energy can be represented by a symbol. That symbol is the yin-yang sign. If you're familiar with the yin-yang sign, it's a circle that has two halves. One half is 
light, one half is dark. Within that light, there is darkness. Within that darkness, there is light. Now, what often happens, based on programming, based on history, based on conditioning, based on the ways we are raised, we often make statements such as trying to find our other half, which can usually indicate you're trying to find a trauma bond. (laughs) And so... (laughs) If you're not familiar with trauma bonds, I did an episode titled Trauma Bonds. So please check that out. There is a scripted version, which is without any background music, so you can focus on the message. And then there's another version with the background music, whichever whichever one hits your fancy. Uh, is that what they say? I don't know. <laughs> so the yin-yang sign has light and dark. And within each sign, with each energy, the opposite exists and so um let me just make sure the recording is still going it's not (laughs) not the recording but the uh the video so we lost video there for a minute but um when you look at the yin yang sign often people are taught conditioned programmed believed you know whatever the case is we have these core beliefs some of us may have these core beliefs of finding our other half or whatever that is and what usually happens you'll see this in examples of trauma bonds because what usually happens is this you're looking for a projection outside of yourself you're looking outside of yourself to become whole and um, you see these good girls with the bad boys and you're thinking how is she with him or you see the bad girls with the good guys and you're like how did that happen she's using you bro what are you doing And the reason that this happens is because it's uh, from not having either energy anchored into us. So what I mean by that is whatever our shadow side is, say our shadow side is that we have toxic masculinity or toxic feminine energy, whatever that is, we have to learn how to integrate that first within ourselves and become whole. So oftentimes we have people who are half of a yin-yang sign trying to find another half of a yin-yang sign. So what happens is someone, say the good girl meeting the bad boy, right? The good girl meets the bad boy and she feels so connected to him because she recognizes his shadow is that little bit of dark that's in the light within her. She might see herself as the light aspect but she doesn't acknowledge the darkness that's within the light. So she's attracted to this darkness outside of herself. And same for the bad boy. He sees her and he goes, whoa, she's so awesome or whatever. And what's happening is you have these traumatic bonds that are occurring because they're thinking they found their match when all they did was find their trauma. All they did was find their shadow. So Just because it's in the shadow doesn't mean it's dark. So you can have your light cast into the shadow as well. So that's why shadow work is so unique for each individual experience because through shadow work, you find a lot of light aspects as well that have been pushed into the shadow. So what happens is we have this imbalance where you have two half of a people joining together to try to make one. That's not how it works. You have to be whole and then 
one plus one makes two. You get more, you get more abundance when you're embracing all of that. So what I'm trying to get at is that you have to be the full expression of the yin yang sign, which is the light and the dark and recognizing the darkness that exists within the light and the light that exists within the darkness. So the way to do that is to balance understanding the divine masculine and understanding the divine feminine energy, understanding that it resides in each and every one of us. So if, if you want to be a divine feminine, say you're a born female and you want to be a divine feminine, you're going to have to master your divine masculine in order to get to the feminine. And the same for those who are born men. If you were born a man and you want to be a divine masculine, you're going to have to master your divine feminine. Now, it doesn't really matter the order of things. What is that sound? Okay, I'm tripping. It doesn't really matter the order of things. And what I mean by that, it doesn't matter. You have to honor where you are as far as what area of mastery you have. So for example, if you're a man and you've mastered your divine feminine energy, then you're going to have to work on the masculine. Or if you've already mastered your masculine energy, you're going to have to work on your feminine energy. You can't reach divinity without reaching both. And I see a lot of people think that they are such and such because they're born into a biological gender. And that's not exactly how it works. When I was recording the divine masculine episode, I tried to get a divine masculine to join me but I couldn't find one because most men are operating in their divine feminine energy and they don't really realize that. And so that's not to say that there's anything wrong with that. It's to say finding that equal balance because you cannot have one without the other. So when we look at history, we see how women have been controlled and have been diminished for so long, for so long. So now there's an imbalance of trying to gain power you know Sigmund Freud was sort of on to it but he had to take it out of an egotistical way and make it about self so he was sort of on to it when he discussed his theory of penis envy which is not about wanting to be biologically male or however his theory was but what it's more so about is it's about wanting power it's about seeing being male as an authoritative, seeing being male as not abused or being able to have things done, being respected. And so when females or feminine energy doesn't feel respected, it has to go into the shadow and do a lot of things to try to get that power. And so then... I will read now the dark feminine energy and the divine feminine energy. So the dark feminine energy can be manipulative, egotistical, selfish, codependent, sexually unbalanced, spiteful, seduces to feel power. Now, there would be no need to do that if everyone honored the feminine within themselves, because that's where the problem is, is, is blame will always create separation. And so from that creation story where blame happened, that's where separation occurred. And that's where the divine feminine learned, well, I guess I'm on my own. I have to fend for myself. I have to do what I have to do to get power because I, I'm not respected. But the divine feminine is creative, wise, 
nurturing, self-reliant, sensual, intuitive, compassionate, and receptive. So the Divine Feminine understands her power. She understands her worth, her value, and she doesn't need to go about getting power through the back door. She doesn't need to be deceptive about it because she knows that she is worthy of it. Even though the world might, may have told her otherwise, she doesn't use that against anyone. She instead turns that into gold. She takes the pain into power, turns it into to power that can't be diminished. And so you have to understand that there's been a history of powerful women being targeted. You know, when you look back at ancient times or even just former times where a powerful woman was considered a witch and was murdered, killed for that, killed for that power of knowing the unknown. And so what happens is there's this fear of the feminine energy and there's also this jealousy of it. And so instead of understanding how to integrate it for oneself, it's like, if I can't have it, I'm going to control it kind of attitude from people who are not operating within their feminine energy. And so the, the feminine energy becomes distorted, or it can be. Um, and so that's why the way of the world, the way to change the world is not to become the toxic feminist that says, you know, no men allowed and we hate everyone that's not with us. That's not the way. The way is for everyone to understand the true feminist is about equality. It's about understanding that we all have equal rights. It's about everyone recognizing how can we honor ourselves? How can we honor each other through that? So I, um, I feel like I'm all over the place right now because it's just so much, so much that I feel about this just, you know, just as a woman and as a woman who loves women, it's just so much I can feel about this topic. And so, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering going on right now, but I feel that the best way to understand this is through examples. And so I'm going to touch back on Star Wars right now because Star Wars, right? The series of the movies, Star Wars, right? Uh, we start out with the, the older episodes, the, uh, the original series that came out. And, um, you know, I think that's episodes four through seven or something, right? So we start out with that. And, um, we see Princess Layla, right? Now, she's not an ordinary princess. She's not sitting in the castle waiting for someone to rescue her. No, she's out there with her lasers. She's, boom, boom, boom. you know, she's out there doing her job. She's not waiting there all timid and, you know, distressed. And they show that replicated through all, uh, through all decades that we see Star Wars. So we see, you know, Princess Layla operating that way. Then we move into the other series of Star Wars in the 90s uh, and we see Natalie Portman's character same thing she's she's a fighter she's a leader she understands you know how to conduct herself and she's doing all of these things 
then we move into the future episodes with um yeah her oh girl i can't think of her name right now but the lead of that she's she's literally the main star and she's the hero of the whole series so i really like the fact that they show what divine feminine looks like healthy encouraging you know encouraging other women and helping other people out um i just realized i wanted to say this first see i did this backwards i'm recording this before i recorded my poem that i found but um i'm going to read a poem or maybe i already have we'll see how i add this in <laughs> let's just keep going with this we'll see how i add this in and so um yeah mm. we see all of these ways that feminine energy is represented and um i want to leave a, a live example because media movies that's great and all but media and movies have also been such a hindrance to our growth as well you know i think about cartoons that young boys and girls grow up watching and the messages we receive about how women are to be treated and what women should tolerate as treatment and how things that are unacceptable have been deemed as acceptable i think about um for example i'm thinking of uh the pepe le pew series right the looney tunes and you have this you know really abusive messages that are being portrayed here and um it's sends so many toxic messages so i want to use an example of uh actual people that we know um but my time is actually dwindling down for my limit of how long i can record so i think i'm going to go ahead and pause here and uh record this poem this may have been all over the place because it's so much information that i have been sitting here trying to like organize my thoughts on this because it's a lot it's a lot matter of fact i'm just going to go ahead and wait for part 2 okay well i hear i hear the messages i'm receiving and spirit is telling me my spirit is telling me to go ahead and put this out there i really don't want to you know i'm a little skeptical because i i don't even want to be involved <laughs> i don't even want to talk about this but i think it's important that we see it represented but um i'll come back and i will give more examples and i'll talk a little bit more about this because i do feel this is such an important topic and um i want to talk about how to step into that divine feminine regardless of your gender how to be that so let's take a quick break i'll come right back women isn't it ironic that the creature that can reproduce ends up with the short straw being used and abused we still go out of our way by buying new shoes just so our feet can ache while our soulmate doesn't notice he just looks the other way putting on makeup 
wasting hours of our days, thinking we're fat, trying to vomit it away. Major work, but we only meet minimum wage. You'd think it would have stopped nowadays, but it's only gotten worse, or maybe it's still the same. These creatures call themselves derogatory names. They want to fight each other, even when the men's to blame. They smile in your face and stab you in the back with no shame. They tell a lie with the quickness of a breath. As quick as they are, they're really slow to take it back. I'm tired of these creatures. Where are, are the will, the real women at? Welcome back. Thank you all for staying. And uh, I found a great place to place the, po- the poem. So my initial thought was I was going to use it at the intro of the episode, but uh, kind of didn't remember to record it first. So that uh, poem you just heard was something that I wrote way back in the day. So I was uh, recently found a I used to write poetry way back in the day, and I found a poem book that I have, and that was written December 30th of 2007. So I uh, wrote that when I was about 18, (laughs) when I wrote that. And, um, you know, nothing major was going on necessarily. I was just so tired of seeing people get hurt and so tired of seeing people hurt each other. And I just started writing a poem about it. And, you know, as synchronicity would have it, I just so happened to find this poetry book um, this week. So I wanted to share that poem because Divine Feminine is all about balancing that energy, balancing the need to control, balancing the feelings of powerlessness, you know, because in reality, we're all victims of victims. We've all been hurt, we've all been traumatized, and to not let our traumas overwhelm us, but to hold space for them and integrate it is how we heal and move forward as a society. But as a society, we've not been protected as women. That's just the reality of it. And it comes from not seeing ourselves as divine feminine energy. It comes from women seeing each other as competition, seeing each other as jealousy, doing things to hurt each other because they're not recognizing the feminine, the divine divinity within each other. And it comes from men not honoring the femininity within themselves. So they abuse it. They um, push on all the things that they don't want to deal with onto that feminine energy. Their fear of exposure um, allows that violation to happen, to not see, to not take women as part of yourself. You know, how can you be okay with these messages that it's okay to catcall and whistle and do whatever else to these women when that's literally you? But again, that fear of the feminine energy is comes from a fear of being perceived as weak. You know, so a lot of people who are not embracing their feminine energy have this fear. They're either homophobic, sexist, any of the isms, right? Any of that comes from a fear of being seen as submissive. Nobody wants to submit, but everybody wants to get. Everyone, no one wants to, no one wants to really do what is required 
to be that divine feminine energy, which requires vulnerability, which requires intimacy. But a lot of people are so afraid of themselves, so afraid of others to let that happen. And so I get it. It comes from trauma. You know, we all hurt each other. We all traumatize each other. We all have gone through something. And so I know that it's from a deep place of pain. But it's time that we start healing that pain. And so I want to give an example. And I really, really did not even want to talk about this because... And I'm still not really going to. I'm just using this as an example because... Where, where there are people that we can see, where there are examples that are living out in society, I feel like it gives us that broader understanding of how we are doing these things and seeing it lived out at the same time. So um, the example I want to give is of two celebrities. Now, I love that everyone is doing what they need to do, growing at their own pace. And there was a lot that happened for me as I was transmuting this energy and as I was learning and growing from it and I had to realize that the most painful thing you know because it's easy easier I'll speak for myself easier to recognize when I've hurt other people and to take accountability and responsibility to rectify the situation but what's very painful is to realize that those same ways that we hurt others have been done to us and I feel like that is the wound that people don't want to talk about let's just get rid of rid of the Lilith story let's you know burn down the great library in Alexandria let's just let's just get rid of all of this stuff that we don't want to face because it healing requires facing it and so in order to become a divine feminine we must heal the wounded feminine energy first so I want to give an example of two celebrities, one that I consider operating out of divine feminine energy and one that I consider operating out of wounded feminine energy. And um, so much came up for me during this time. I was anchoring in so much stuff and getting so many downloads and helped me heal so many of my own wounds. It was just like so powerful. So that's part of why I want to share it because it was just like, okay, Let's see how we can use the situation and make the most of it. What can we extract from this? Now, I'm sure you guys are familiar with what happened at the Academy Awards this year. And if you're not familiar with it, you can be because it's out there. If you're hearing this at a different time and space, then I'm sure it's still available. But I will break down what has recently happened. So there was recently an award ceremony, um, the Academy Awards, and um, we had a situation where the actor, Will Smith, um, reacted to a verbal offense, and it made national headlines, etc., and... Um, there's been so much talk about it right and you know again I'm not for the hype if it's all hyped up I'm not going to talk about it which is why I did not want to bring this up and I still kind of don't because I don't want to give this any energy but for the purpose of living in what's actually happening right now it's important to talk about it and 
I was like, okay, I don't really care to get into all whatever, you know, what everyone else is saying. I want to tap into what is, what is actually happening, tap into source and just got so many downloads about this whole situation. And then I thought, okay, I want to hear some other conscious people, other people whose opinion I might align with. What are they thinking? What are they saying? So I am going to leave some links if you want to check out these recommendations that I listened to that was like, whoa, holo, thank you guys. Okay, you get it. And the first one is, I've mentioned this person before, which is Ralph Smart. Goes by Infinite Waters. You probably may have heard of his channel. So Ralph Smart did a video on the slap. The slap that was heard across the world where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Almost called him Chris Brown. I mean, hey. And so where that happened, and um, I listened to his perspective in his video first. And a lot of things I really appreciated he had to say. So if you want to check that out, you know, and I, I feel okay talking about it now because this is old news by now, right? This is old news. And so, um, but it's still important because it still happened in our culture, in our society. And so then I also saw another podcaster that I listened to and I, I'm so grateful, man. I don't even remember how I found this podcast, but she's just awesome. And this podcast is from Rambling Revelations. And uh, the episode is titled The Slap. And uh, she talks about, you know, her perspective on it. Talks about the shadow side of the feminine energy. And that's why I want to bring this up. Because, and now this is my interpretation. Everyone's entitled to their own. This is my views on this. Now, as I've mentioned previously, that in order to reach divinity, you have to have mastered either one both you have to master both of masculine energy and and feminine energy because they work in tandem together they work together so you can't have one without the other and what I've noticed is that when you have a divine masculine with a toxic feminine or wounded feminine she has the power to destroy his life because women are creators they are the birth of creation You know, it's really women that bring things to life. You know, it takes both. It takes both energies to bring something to life. But it's through the feminine that it actually manifests, right? So when you have a divine masculine matched to a toxic feminine, she has the power to destroy your life because that's the thing. You know, maybe y'all heard this growing up. I gave you life, I got the power to take it away, whatever that is, right? So that's kind of what that is. That's that toxic feminine energy that would even say something like that, right? So that's that toxic feminine energy. She can destroy anyone's life that she comes in contact with. Now, let's take our example here of these two stars, right? These two celebrities. Will Smith, in my opinion, represents a divine masculine. I don't consider people divine anything unless I see that they've mastered both or they're working towards mastering both. I feel that he first masters his divine feminine energy, which is why you can see him play roles that require vulnerability, that require that true strength to cry, to express, to tap into the emotions, right? You see him on these movies that 
can really get us emotional because he's not afraid of his. And that is so powerful. So any biological or identifying male that thinks that they're divine masculine, but they operate out of sexist energy, they have a lot to learn. That think that they're the divine masculine, but they'll still slander women or minimize women's issues or any of that. They have a lot to go to learn and to become the divine masculine. You're going to have to honor and master the divine feminine first. And so you have that divine masculine that Will Smith is operating in. He's got the protective energy. He's also got the vulnerability. He's got the gentle strength and the kindness which makes people very strong and very powerful to be whole within yourself like he's representing. However, he's matched with a wounded feminine person. So it's really painful to see because it's, you don't want to see people go down with the, being in the wrong connection. It, it really does matter who you're connected to. So his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, very intelligent, very aware. However, she uses her, her understanding of things as I see it in a very toxic way. Now, please be mindful. I'm not saying she's a toxic person. No one is truly toxic. You know, once we learn to separate the behavior from the person, we can understand this is not who she is. This is who she's become out of trauma. This is who she's been believed she has to be out of feeling powerless. This is years in centuries of being abused in previous lives of being abused. This is not who she is. Once we remove the layers of all the toxic traits that she's describing and, and displaying, then we can see the true essence of who she is. But right now, she's clung on to this toxic energy because it makes her feel powerful. It takes away the void, the emptiness that she would feel without it. So she operates in this toxic energy. And the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, Will Smith operating in that feminine energy, he's able to receive, he's able to give. He's balanced, right? He was able to still receive his award that night. He didn't go, no, I don't, I don't deserve this. I, I'm not going to take this. I, I, I embarrassed myself. I'm not going to take this. No, he still received his award that night because he doesn't have wounded feminine energy. That's one way that wounded feminine energy can show up is thinking less of oneself. To go, no, I don't deserve this. Uh, I got to not receive, right? And so, no, he did because he's, he's operating in a divine feminine energy. So, but what happens is he has these core beliefs that his toxic partner is using against him, unfortunately. So when he's up there and he's saying, he's collecting his award and he's saying, you know, we do crazy things for love. That is not the kind of crazy <laughs> that love makes you do. That's what fear makes you do. That's what codependency makes you do. That's what a toxic partner makes you do. But you're not going to destroy your potential career out of a moment. You're not going to embarrass yourself because you are so crazy in love with someone. No, no, no. If that person loved you back, they wouldn't even allow you to do that. So when they show Jada Pinkett Smith nodding her head, yes, like, yes, that's right. Love me. That's someone that just wants to take and take and take and it's never going to be enough because she has to give love to herself first. 
But no, she's just using all of this, you know, to make herself, as it seems, to feel more important. To feel like, yes, he loves me so much. He is willing to destroy his career to prove how much he loves me. That is a very unsafe person, in my opinion. Now, I wouldn't be saying this if it wasn't actually happening, like in real time, like it's actually showing up. So, you know, I waited a couple weeks and Jada posted on her Instagram after this moment happened that this is a time for healing. Okay, sure. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Then you go to Will's page and he posted this apology and, you know, this remorse for his actions, etc. Now, you go to Jada's page now, today, in the present moment, and she's got all these pictures on Instagram. She's got all these things about her red table talk and da-da-da. But you go to Will's page and he still has that apology posted from the initial time that this happened. Now, I bring this up because... That for me was what clicked it all into connection to realize, wow, I was really trying to give Jada the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe all the stuff I'm hearing is just like, yeah, she could have did a lot of stuff, but maybe let me give the benefit of the doubt. But seeing her take this as an opportunity to promote her business, let me know, okay, do you really love this person or are you using this? Because A divine feminine who actually loves their divine counterpart would not be posting. If that person is not posting, why are you? So Will has been frozen. He's stuck right now. He's literally in this energy of, you know, he just released a book and all this stuff. And it could have gone a different way. But when you're connected to someone who's operating out of toxic energy, that's that selfish energy. That's that leecher energy vampire energy that's almost glad that he's stuck as a way to propel her now that's my interpretation of it see it how you will but that's my interpretation and then you see you know how it's how everything is happening now but what was tricky is that Jada is very clever in the way she maneuvers. I'll just put it that way. She's very clever. And so it can be very, you feel kind of gaslit after you are around her. Are you entertain anything that she's kind of doing? You're kind of like, wait, what? I want to trust you and believe you and feel safe with you, but I also don't. So I don't know what to do. But now let's go to what a divine feminine actually looks like. So I have this I don't know if it's a theory or just an observation, but when you get a toxic masculine paired up with a divine feminine, what happens is that she uses that to create a better life for herself. Again, women are creative beings. Divine feminine energy helps you tap into unknown worlds, helps you tap into your actual creative expression. So if a divine feminine is connected to a toxic masculine, as toxic as that masculine is to her, she knows her worth. She knows her value. A, she's not going to put up with it. B, she's not going to settle. And C, she's going to turn that pain into mastery. She's going to turn that pain into purpose because she's divine feminine. Now, again, as I've mentioned, in order to reach the divine whatever you want to be, you have to first master it on both sides 
So someone that I would consider a divine feminine would have had to also learn lessons in the divine masculine and have mastered that energy as well before she can become embodied as this divine feminine. So for my example of a celebrity representing divine feminine energy would be Beyonce. Okay. Now, the irony of this storyline is that both Jada Pinkett Smith representing toxic feminine energy and Beyonce Nose Carter representing divine feminine energy, they are both Virgos. Now, I'm just going to leave that there. So that's very interesting to me. Um, but like I said, I do feel that as my interpretation, my perspective as an outsider looking in, that Beyonce has mastered a lot of masculine energy and that gives her the ability to write songs like if I were a boy that gives her the ability to step into a man's shoes and understand his struggles because she understands that that's her struggle as well now when men do that for women step in their shoes and understand that their struggles are theirs as well that's when we'll know unity that's when we'll evolve as a planet so then We see this divine feminine being Beyonce, right? The way she operates and conducts herself is very different, very different, right? She operates with that standard of she's kind and gentle and strong and brave and all of these things. Now, she got matched with a toxic masculine, which we know is Jay-Z or Sean Carter, if you more official, right? So we know him as uh, Jay-Z. Now, what actually happens when you get a toxic masculine with a divine feminine, there's two paths I feel that can happen. One, the divine feminine is going to leave his ass and go find someone who's going to be a divine with her because she, again, knows her worth and value. So she can love you. She can love you to pieces. But if you're toxic, if you're not healthy for her, she will have no problem leaving you because she loves herself equally, if not more, than she does the individual. That's one path. She's going to leave his ass. That's one path. Second avenue is that She's going to inspire the nation. She's going to inspire the toxic masculine to raise his vibration and to actually become a healthy version of himself. So that's one of two ways that a divine feminine operates and can heal the world. Now, again, it comes back to honoring the feminine within ourselves. So in order for that toxic masculine to become a divine masculine, he's going to have to honor the femininity within himself. And I feel that we see that. We see that Jay-Z is moving towards that. I don't know if he's still toxic or not. That's up to her to decide. I'm guessing he's probably less toxic because she's still with him. So perhaps. But, um, you know, he, he decided to make a change, to become less toxic, to release himself from... Release himself. Oh, What? Okay, so my battery just ran out on my camera, which is odd because it had a full charge, but I guess I've been here for a minute. So let's wrap this up, shall we? So um, yeah, we see the reason why I feel Jay-Z is moving towards being open and receptive and growing as an individual, because we're all growing is true, but also based on certain things he's done 
he actually got himself into counseling. He got himself help. He's talked, he's talked about how he was not going to give up on, as he calls it, his soulmate. He said, I'm not going to, you know, lose my soulmate. So he did the necessary steps to be a good match for her. And we see that because when she comes out with albums like Lemonade or like the other album, (laughs) I guess it was Beyonce, I don't remember. She comes out with these albums that talk about her pain and her frustration. A controlling, toxic, masculine man would have said, you're not putting this out there. You're not broadcasting our dirty laundry. Are you kidding me? I'm going to control this. I'm going to get all of this, you know, erased. He didn't do that. He allowed her to express her art, to express her creativity and herself. He didn't try to diminish who she is. He honored her individuality without feeling threatened. And I think that that says a lot about where he is on his evolution and his spiritual development. And that takes someone who's honoring the divine feminine within to be able to be at peace with that. That means he's taking her as part of himself to say, you need this. You need to express this. You need to get this out. So who am I to hold you back? No, do it. I support you, you know, but that comes from a divine masculine who's honoring his own feminine energy, you know, and so he has talked about his mother being gay and how that's affected him and not having his father around and how that's given him father wounds and all of that stuff. But he took the courage to take a dive deep on his pain and to see what's going on here. So those are some ways that the divine feminine can operate. And those are some ways that uh, an example of toxic feminine energy or wounded feminine energy, how it can manifest. Now, these are just my opinions, of course, but that's how I see it right now, because um, it all starts from somewhere. You know, unfortunately, I don't know if someone like Jada will actually dive deep into her pain. Like, yes, she has the red table talk and she talks about these issues, but there's something missing. There's some attachment that she's not really willing to let go of because she wouldn't still be operating out of all this toxicity, even though she's promoting healing. And you that's why I say you feel kind of gaslit because you're like, wait, like, you're aware of mental health. You're aware of healing. You're aware of this stuff of spirituality. So where's the fruit of your labors? Where is the actual healing that is supposedly happening? Because it's below the surface. And when you want to heal, truly, you, you have to go below the surface, you know, because that surface healing is just like chopping at the weeds. Like I said last time, chopping at the herb and rolling it up and smoking it. <laughs> I mean, that's what most of us are doing. I don't know, maybe not most of us, just me. So just keep that in mind that um, there is always a way to anchor into the divine energy. Um, but it might require, it, it will require a sacrifice. It will require doing a deep dive in understanding things, you know. And not everyone can put their pride or their image or their ego aside to really focus on what is happening but the way of the world when I see these shirts that say the future is female I don't look at it as literally there's only going to be females around that's not what I think of it as I think of it as I think of it as uh, the future is operating with divine feminine energy meaning we honor and recognize we are 
existing as one. So when you hurt one group of people, you hurt everybody. It's not in a vacuum, you know. And so I'm going to leave this here. I'm going to save this for a part two uh, because I just feel like this message was a little all over the place because I'm just so thrilled to talk with you guys. And there's just so much, so much about it. So I hope that this was illuminating and um, that we get something out of these things that we're learning and growing from because right now yeah there's so much energy happening right now so we have the authority and the responsibility to heal ourselves and to heal the nation and the world at large so um we'll resume this another time another place and uh we'll see how it goes from there just take it one step at a time that's all we can do So be well and stay safe until next time.